<laughs> you have the light of uh, something special going on behind your eyes. Well, you know, it's a very special day. Uh-huh. What is this day? Today is our anniversary. It's our one-year anniversary. Woo! It's a celebration. It's a celebration, <laughs> bitches. We are a year old, which in podcast terms is like, we're... Or thirty. Co- well, I was gonna say I was gonna say we're off to college, but I think yeah. we've actually graduated college with a lot of debt. Yeah. Um, <laughs> in a year, <laughs> a year of podcast is a lifetime Man. for for a human person. So, listen, um, I personally, I've had a ball. This has been fantastic. I mean, a whole year of content. I mean, that's a lot. That's a lot. I mean, yeah. I was I, I scrolled through on our Tumblr, mm-hmm. looking at our episodes page. And I was counting, and despite myself, I was impressed by myself. I was like, wow, you and I have done some amazing work here. We should be very proud of ourselves. Yeah, I mean, I am proud. We've done some good work, and, you know, the feedback from our lovely Thirst Buckets is always so moving and sweet and thoughtful and thirsty. Yes, the the key thing. It's like, there's always like, it literally does come in a bucket. It's just like, oh, there we are. Like, I, I love receiving... The Tumblr messages, the DMs, uh, the emails, the voice yeah. notes. Even though I love it because we were like, guys, this voice, this, you know, the, the whole voicemail system is just for Thirst Sommelier. And some of the Thirst Buckers were like, or just a regular <laughs> fucking voicemail. And I was like, you know what? I respect that. I hate it, but I respect it. Um, so shout out to everyone who has left us any message in any form because we listen to them. We read them. We appreciate them and we love them and you. So yeah, one year old in podcast terms. That's, yeah. you know, we're veterans, fam. I know, right? Um, <sighs> who knows what's next? Who knows indeed? <laughs> I'm very excited to even imagine, though. Um, and just to be clear, this mm. is not our final episode. Oh, like no. It sounds like we're like making this a final, no. but we still have half a season left to go. Seriously, this is not the, it's not, it's not even a final countdown. It's literally a celebration of a year of making this amazing, wonderful, life-changing podcast. For us, I mean. Life-changing for us. <laughs> that sounded incredibly braggadocious. So, guys, I know we change your lives. But what I mean is we changed our lives by making this podcast. So, we're just happy to celebrate that. This is not the end, okay? Repeat, this is not the end. Not the end. Um, so, what we did for this very special episode... Yeah. We asked some of our guests from the past. <sighs> our lovely guests. <laughs> yeah, to send us little love notes, basically. We shamelessly were like, tell us how much you love us. <laughs> <laughs> Which is what I do in my real life. Yeah, same. Me too. <laughs> I am always sending out a text. Like, tell me something good. Um, <laughs> or I like a gun. <laughs> <laughs> so we've got um, some love notes from our former guests, mm-hmm. like Gina from our Looney for Tunes episode. Oh, Gina. The, the, the smart queen of my heart. I love <laughs> I love her. I love her. Uh, Essence, who yes. was most recently on our Sterling K. Brown episode. Yep, yep. Uh, we got a lot of people. Yeah, you'll we hear had, them. Yeah, you'll hear them. You'll. I mean, there's there's enough. Don't worry. You'll 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 probably hear your fave. I promise you that. Um, we also have um, some wonderful messages from people who are self-professed fans of Thirst Aid Kit. Yeah, like the people who we see every week live tweeting mm-hmm. using the hashtag TACPOD to tell us their thoughts and their feelings. The people who email us consistently. The people who come to our movie nights and yeah. you know at us on Tumblr. The people who are really day ones. And have been here for Thursday Kid. They also sent us some really lovely love notes as well. We see you, we hear you, and we thank you. Yes. And we just wanted to give some of these fans an opportunity to, you know, 
vocalize <laughs> their yeah. thoughts uh, a little bit. So you'll hear some of those messages yeah. a little later. Yeah. You, we also have uh, a couple of messages uh, from some of our celebrity friends and fans. I <laughs> wonder who that could be. Let me, let me give you a quick play. Hey, how you doing? Chris Evans here. Just want to give a little shout out to my girls at Thirst Aid Kit. So. So. <laughs> <laughs> you should hang out and listen to the rest of it. <laughs> myself oh, i hate that i just did that gosh. voice i apologize to everyone uh most of all to chris who sent that to us in good faith and here we are kind of going ah, i apologize <laughs> i truly apologize um so yeah we've got a we've got not just chris there are other celebrities in the building it's good it's yeah, fine it's, it's great it's fantastic um and we we're gonna talk about our favorite moments we're gonna share our favorite drabbles yeah. Um, and we're also, you know, by popular demand, mm-hmm. going to reveal some of the redacteds that we've done. Yes. Those intros that get bleeped out. <laughs> right. You will be the opposite of scandalized when you realize that you very, very PG-13 content. Um, so, yeah, this is essentially it's a bumper episode of goodness. It's a, a nice little compilation of love. Oh, a compilation of love. Oh, my God. <laughs> Come on, Stevie Wonder. Take it away. I want to fuck first aid kit. I want to fuck the words you say, the way you take each filthy thought, each fraught feeling of longing, each lustful gaze. I want to fuck my way around your podcast, babes, Bim and Nicole. I want to fuck the poetry in the way you discuss your guests. I want to fuck every single ep. I want to fuck first aid kit for its birthday and record it. Then when I am all alone, I will play it back and listen to something absolutely redacted. <laughs> this is Bridget Minimal. Happy birthday, Thursday Aid Kit. I loved being a guest on your show. Andre walks over to me, shirtless. His <laughs> big and wild. Andre walks over to me, shirtless. His hair, big and wild. I put a pillow on the floor. You know what to do, I say. He sits between my legs and hands me a jar of coconut oil. I grab his hair and pull him closer before I use the comb to scratch his scalp. He sighs and puts his hands on my knees. The more I work the comb, the more he purrs. When I finish, he falls asleep. (laughs) That's actually our very, very first redacted. And I'm so proud of you setting the standard, Nicole. That was a thank that was you, a good you. one. What I love is that genuinely, when we tell people that the content of these struggles are actually incredibly sweet and very gentle, yeah, people are gonna like what? And I'm like, that's the whole point. Right. <laughs> it took uh, quite a while for people to understand what we were doing with the redacted. I think some people still don't know what we're doing, but here we are to explain. Okay, it's all very innocent, but it is dirtified by your own mind. You see, <laughs> it be your own mental mind. It's not us. <laughs> okay, so the next one is from uh, another season one episode, the John Cho uh, travel. Yeah. John Cho comes to the door, and when I open it, he's leaning on the door jam uh, with an eyebrow quirked, and then he reaches down to the space behind the. F- mm-hmm. <laughs> and then he reaches down to the space behind the plant, and then slowly he straightens his back. 
and then he reveals a helmet. My heart is racing, but I say yes, and we walk towards his motorcycle. He lowers himself first, then I climb on behind him. My arms are snug around his, and I kind of tighten my grip, and we begin to move, slowly at first, then faster, and then faster still. One of John's hands covers both of mine, just for a moment, and then lets it go. I hate myself even just doing that in that voice. Ridiculous. Oh, my God. Yeah. Shout out to you, John Cho. We still want you to come on the show, man. Yes, Our patron saint. Our patron saint. But we have another patron saint. We do. We do. Um, and that is Keanu Reeves. Yeah. yeah. The, ma- the man who is still your lock screen. He is. I don't know when I'm going to change it. I really you never don't. will. You're going to be like a 90-year-old lady. I'm like, Grandma, who's that? It's Keanu Reeves' child. <laughs> <laughs> One time I was in the grocery store and this little old white lady was behind me. She mm. saw, you know, my lock screen was Keanu and yeah. she didn't know who he was. So she was like, oh, is that your husband? And I said, yes, ma'am. <laughs> it is. <laughs> Oh Wishful thinking up in this bitch. I love the way he was so full like, yes, ma'am. That's that's exactly who that is. Mr. Reeves. I am Mrs. Reeves. Yes. Amazing. Uh, so here's the Keanu travel. <clears throat> so here's what I would like to do with Keanu. <laughs> and I don't know. It just always gets me. I think it's because it's like with. Yeah. <clears throat> I would like for us to go apple picking. And then I'd like for us. <laughs> and then I'd like for the both of us at the same time. To reach up and grab apples. And then we take those apples home and then we juice them together. (laughs) It's still so wrong. So stupid. (laughs) Then we drink cider like a lot. And then, sated, we gaze upon one another, mouths wet from what we've just finished drinking. Then he kisses me on the cheek for long minutes, all over my face, all over it. (laughs) Then we hold hands and sit quietly together. (laughs) Then he reaches across, because, you know, we've separated a little bit. He reaches across and very gently he caresses my And then he says to me in his beautiful voice, that was some damn good (laughs) (laughs) I genuinely think that is my fave ever redacted. Yeah, we made this into a little video. We did. Oh my, well remembered. Yeah. People love that video. I love that video. Yeah, I did too. You were a great actor in that video. (laughs) At one point, I can't remember which word it is, but your eyebrow jumps about six feet and it makes me laugh every time I think about it. (laughs) Oh, we are so ridiculous. Truly ridiculous. Truly ridiculous. Anyway, you have another one. A truly, truly great one, which again, once listeners find out what it was, would be like, huh? It's from the... uh, Mark Ruffalo episode. Yeah. Oh, good old Ruffle Fluff. I love him. Uh, I love him. I really do. Yeah. And uh, this was a very good, very good redacted. Take uh, it away, Nicole. Thank you. Uh, okay. Mark holds my in one hand. Mark holds my ankle in one hand while his fingers tease the air next to the arch of my foot. I squirm, but his grip is strong. I tell him, if you tickle me, I'm going to pee. He flashes me the devil's smile and tickles my foot until I am giggling and in tears. Yes. (laughs) Again, go back and listen to that because it sounds a lot filthier. That's uh, the magic of our producers who uh, consistently sprinkle stardust and magic over Nicole and I's uh, utterings and makes it truly (laughs) something special. So thank you to every single one of them. Uh, We appreciate your work. Yeah. Thank you, Eleanor Kagan, Julia Furlan. 
Agaranesha Chagre, Camila Salazar, TK Dutess, Meg Kramer, Meg Dietrich, and everybody else. Everybody man. else. Everybody <laughs> else, else who came in. We love you. We miss you. And uh, yeah, we would not be here without any of your assistance. So That's thank you so right. much. That is right. Happy one year anniversary, Nicole Bim, Thursday Kit Podcast Extraordinaires. Um, hope you celebrate in as much style as I know you have lots of love from me and Larry hello we loved being on your show to talk about hot Asian men uh-huh. our problematic queer crushes uh-huh. Janelle Monet, Janelle Monet, and also JC Chazay <laughs> Can't wait to be back on with you both. It's so important that you guys have created the space for women, especially women of color, to talk about what we want. Because if we don't care, then eh, there are very few other people that will. I especially love when Bim will whisper, bitch. I just love that. I love when Nicole's southern accent comes out when she gets really excited. I love that I can turn on Thirst Aid Kit and just surround myself in this wonderful, warm, happy feeling that provides me with so much comfort and joy. Thank you ladies so much for nurturing and rewarding all my thirstiness over the last year, which I consider a great consolation prize for the fact that I still don't know what Quicksilver's mouth does. So this next segment, Nicole, is Mm -hmm. uh, full of our favorite uh, moments from the annals, the archives (laughs) of First Aid Kit. Our first one that we're going to talk about Mm -hmm. is Oscar Isaac. Yes. The Uh, first episode of season two. Yes. What a return. What a triumphant return (laughs) to the airwaves as we came back just resplendent in our lust. It was a good episode. It was. The reason why it's one of my favorites is because we helped shed a light on who he was for Mm -hmm. our audience. So many people were like, I didn't even know who he was. You know, I'd seen him on Twitter, you know, like GIFs and stuff like that, but they didn't know what he had done. Somebody was like, oh, is that Oscar Isaac? I've only seen him in that GIF where he licked his fingers. And I was like, that's not a bad legacy (laughs) for Oscar. It's also one of my favorites. Right, right, right. right. But guys, he does have a name, okay? (laughs) His face is up here, guys. Um, But I was very happy about this episode as well. I love it because uh independently we both thought oh this is a good filthy episode and yeah. i love when we have uh simpatico thirst because <laughs> we were like what episodes do we like and we wrote them down and then come to find out we wrote down pretty much the same thing because nicole <laughs> and i are the same person the same filthy dirty you know very thirsty person so what what about this episode do you remember and and like enjoy nicole um so I remember most talking about the, you know, I don't want to say it's a bad movie, but, you know, it's, it's not, not great, Bob. It's not great. <laughs> it's not great, Bob. Uh, Talk to me about In Secret, Nicole. <laughs> Look at you already blushing. I'm so into this. Go on. Again, it's not a film that I can strongly recommend. Okay? This feels like the subtitle to Oscar Isaac's career. I can't necessarily recommend it, but he's good in it. Um, it's called In Secret, and it is based on um, Therese Rakim. Uh, by Emil Zola. Mm. And it is about a sexually repressed woman who has a torrid affair and ruins everybody's life. I'm in. I'm okay? in. Yeah. And it's, you know, very familiar, right? <laughs> I mean... <laughs> what now? <Sorry. laughs> if you... If you 
have read literature oh, that I deals see. with the sexually repressed woman as written by a man, uh-huh. you know that she's going to go on and the, the consequences of her actions will yeah. ruin everybody I around I mean, her. sex equals death. Sure. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. So, in this film, Therese is Elizabeth Olsen. Mm. Oscar plays Laurent, the man that she has the affair with. Sure, sure. And her husband is Tom Felton. Oh, uh, yeah. From Harry, Harry Potter. Potter. Yeah, yeah. Okay. He's, he's Draco Malfoy. Yeah, okay. I didn't, you know, I didn't watch those. Movies. I know you didn't. It's fine. Um, okay. In the scene that I'm going to play for you, Laurent is painting Camille, played mm-hmm. by Tom Felton. Mm-hmm. Therese is sitting in the corner being the dutiful, quiet wife. Because that's mm-hmm. another theme that's prevalent in the novel and in the movie you have to be quiet mm. don't make a sound be very quiet right so you know push everything down don't whatever sure laurent is telling the story about a deaf model that he was painting and because he could not verbally communicate with her he had to touch her to move her into the position sure thing laurent yeah okay all right <laughs> he had to touch her to move her into the positions that he wanted one afternoon i wanted her legs to be a bit wider I went to move her knees apart with my hands, but my touch was clumsy. And then, on a hunch, I touched the inside of her thigh with the tip of my brush. Where the skin is soft as cream and warm. Jesus. Wait, hold on. Lightest touch of camel's hair. (laughs) Did she make the small move you were after? She did. And what was her body saying to you? Brush me again. (laughs) Fuck off, mate. (laughs) 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 Brush me again, is it? (laughs) Yes. Is it? So Therese makes this gasp, right? She's so like turned on in this moment. Me you and know. you both, Therese, even though he's talking a pile of wank. Right. <laughs> it's so oh. obvious. If this guy was at a party and was saying this shit, you'd be like, you know what, Laurent? Shut the fuck up, actually. You baity motherfucker. Get out. Get out of my house. Uh, but they begin their affair after this and it's very sensual. It's very, like there's one moment where she's like writing his fingers and he's like, is this what you like? Is this what you want? Tell me, tell me, tell me. And I'm I'm like okay yes ask for what's going on ask how she wants it do it do we it. love we love a bit of consent <laughs> yes. um, that was a truly ridiculous moment but it's again what a moment yes. I, I just in that moment i looked across the studio and i thought that's it that's one of my people right there wow nicole <sighs> yeah so um if you have not seen that movie go look for it i mean I, you said you couldn't recommend it i could not but just you do need to see that scene because it's right. so cheesy, it but it's so, you know, you, <laughs> you can't even finish the sentence, mate. <laughs> it's like, the, it's, you know, you kind of well, want it, but you don't, yeah, you know, because yeah. it's so bad. It's that's so me, bad, it's good. That's me and cheese. So, exactly, yeah, I get see? it. I know. See? I know exactly what you mean. Our next episode that we're going to talk about, one of our favorites. Mm. <sighs> Said the Michael B. Jordan episode. Michael B. Jordan. Michael Bay. Michael Bay. Listen. It affected us so much that we did a movie night. (laughs) Oh my God, we did. (laughs) Yes. You know what? Let's talk about all the fineness, but also all the talent, which again goes hand in hand with the fineness. Mm -hmm. Let's be very clear about that. Okay. And here at, you know, 
Thirst Aid Kit, we try and do a holistic approach to all of our thirst objects. <laughs> Don't laugh. I'm being very, very serious yes. right now. <laughs> Thank you. Are you done? Are you yes, finished? I'm... Thank <laughs> you very okay, much. Ahead, okay, ahead. thank you. So what I'm saying is that when we do a holistic approach, that means that we're looking at a person from all angles. All angles. <laughs> Why are you so creepy? <laughs> I hate you. But my favorite bit, and it turned out to be a favorite bit for so many of the people who listened also, was when we've been discussing his career and his face and his arms and his everything. Mm-hmm. And then we got to talking about Creed. This is such a standalone, perfect thing. First of all, before, because we've been talking a lot about Michael B. Jordan's talent, can I just be 100% at the core of <laughs> this fucking podcast? Already. I'm dancing already. What a do, Michael B. Jordan? Oh, my goodness. Wow. The, the physique Listen. on, what was his name? Adonis. Adonis. Hey. The phys- never- <laughs> yes, the physique on Adonis Creed. <laughs> Wait, 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 wait. I can feel a guttural auntie laugh coming up from my gut. Hold oh, on. Oh, man. Oh, my God. I just... There's Ooh. a scene. Mm-hmm. Um, Tell me about the scene. Where <laughs> he is running through the streets yes. of Philadelphia. Yeah, he is. Like, he's getting hype for himself. Yes. Like, he's training, and he's got, like, all of his, you know, confidence on him. And he's Bro. running through the streets, and people... Join in and are like on the little dirt bikes behind him I and am, all this stuff. I'm actually shuddering in my chair right now, remembering this. I'm just kind oh. of, I'm doing a weird rocking motion. I just, I remember ooh. in the theater, like it was contagious yes. from the screen yes. into the audience, <laughs> yes. just getting hyped for yes. him. Thing is, but his body was covered. Mm-hmm. He was in sweats. That's it was what I'm early saying. in the morning. But you were still like, yes, you rocked those gray sweatpants. Listen. Oh my God, my he face did. is hot. He did so much for gray sweatpants. Bitch. Oh my God. I was so hyped. <laughs> like, you cannot watch this scene without getting hyped. Oh, like, these little black boys. Knowing the people are behind him makes him run faster. What a metaphor. Come on with Bitch, it. Look what? at this slow motion run. Look at it. Oh, shit. Oh, my God. I feel pregnant. Ooh. And then the Rocky music comes in. Bitch. <laughs> oh, shit. <laughs> and look at the puppy wheelies. Yes. Oh, my God. I'm so high. <laughs> what? <laughs> like, tackle your to-do list, bitch. <laughs> Do it. <laughs> You better strike through your to-do list. Look at this motherfucker jump. Yes. Shadow box, my oh, friend. Oh. Shadow box. Yes. Let's circling him. Yeah. <laughs> oh, he's so hype. Oh, my God. Jesus webs. What the fuck? This scene is magic. It's, it's amazing. Oh, my God. Oh. Yes. Okay. All right. Seriously, boy. Bro. Grab me a fucking cigarette. Wow. This, to me, watching that felt like a sort of cinematic Viagra. But I feel like when I saw that scene, I was hard for hours afterwards. (sighs) Just muscles tense. Everything just felt alive. I felt like I was buzzing. I felt like I was... Yes. It is. It really was oh my like God. Oh, I had to catch my breath. Oh my god! One of those like really good orgasms where it's just <laughs> like you don't even like <laughs> you don't even like really make a sound. You just your mouth is just open <laughs> and your body has taken over and you just like Bruh. dissolve. Bruh, what's that line from that movie? I felt like molecules. Like I was watching it and I felt like I had disintegrated. 
listening it to it again. Yeah. Both you and I are hot faced again. Yes. <laughs> it's almost embarrassing, but fuck it. Almost, but not quite. Oh, That's boy. the key thing. Yeah. I mean, anyway, it's a perfect segue into our next uh, clip of our favorites. Yes. And this one is very close to my heart because this one also has a guest involved. Yes, one of our favorite guests. I mean, we, we love them all. Obviously, obviously. But I also, well, my favorite thing is that we love the guests, but my favorite thing is when we put the episode out and listeners are kind of like, oh my God, who the fuck is that? Yes. <laughs> and in this case, the guest was Gina Moore Barrett. And the episode, of course, was about animated characters, a.k.a. our Looney for Toons episode, which was from the first season. Yes, yes. Um, this is the episode that we would always tell people to listen to, to kind of get a feel <laughs> yes. for the show, to understand what we're doing, that we're trying to be, you know, silly while also, you know, doing some actual cultural criticism. Right, right. right. And Gina was such a delight. I mean, she's funny. She's got this great, sexy voice. Yes. And, you know, she knows what she's talking about. <laughs> she really, she is the, she's the perv's perv. There is nothing <laughs> she doesn't know about perving on anime. She, like, she really has a very genteel manner of, of thirsting after her thirst objects. And we were so delighted to have her. It was a very lucky break. She was in town and we were like, hey, come to the studio. And Gina came to the studio and she brought with her a very specific energy. One of my key happiest moments. From Lion King 2. Uh-huh. Kovu. Yeah. Are either of you familiar with Kovu? I'm familiar. I'm I'm familiar. I did not see Lion King 2. Okay. Kovu is... Okay. Picture a grown Simba, but tall, dark and handsome, but a lion. Um, (laughs) (laughs) Has a scar. I believe he scars some. So has like a scar, but it's like a sexy scar. Like he's been some places. Interesting. There's literally a scene with um, the the woman lion that he's like hanging out with the woman lion wow <laughs> what is her name the lioness yeah the lion okay just checking like, like I only care about Kovu unfortunately like sorry to her um, but the, the lioness who's stealing my man um, he, <laughs> oh, he's like uh, they're like um, play play fighting and he's like play oh, fighting wow just... so even lions do that shit yeah exactly play big head exactly <laughs> he must have, he, if he was an adult he would have messed her like you up they would have like watch Netflix start play fighting and you know you're about to get oh. dicked down in like 10 minutes that's what Kofu's gonna do to you Anyway, I'm so upset. I'm so upset. Kofu would dick you down after like five minutes of watching Friends. That's what Kofu would do. Anyway, so (laughs) there's a scene where they're play fighting. Hey, look, we are one. And he's like, oh, let's just run away together. Let's get out of here. We'll run away together and start a pride all our own. That's in a Disney. I'm just saying. That's in a Disney film. Mm, that's and a, I didn't that's re- some mature shit right exactly. there. Yeah, that's start gross. a part of our own. And she's mm. like, stop it, we can't, we can't. <laughs> like, God damn, Kovu, God damn, you're hot. <laughs> Kovu's hot. So that's the... <laughs> I, can't even, I can't even talk with a straight face. I mean, just <laughs> 10 minutes into Friends and Kovu is dicking you down. Okay? <laughs> a cartoon lion with a scarred face. I hate and love Gina in equal measure and it's because of shit like that. So that was the first bit that made us laugh. But the other bit that really got me, and I'm sure Nicole feels the same way, is the bit in the episode where... And this is largely a Nicole and Gina thing. They begin talking about Winnie the Pooh. 
Yeah. <laughs> I did not know I felt that way about Winnie the Pooh. <laughs> no one did. Oh tell my us. gosh. You're laughing. I'm so excited. <laughs> I, just, I just want to tell all the listeners that the reason why Nicole is laughing is because she's about to commit a terrible crime. I'm so excited. Uh, but I'm excited to, for all of you to hear it because yeah. my eyes widened, my jaw dropped, and I haven't closed my mouth since. Take it away, Nicole. Take it away. So, I, you know, Disney was not a big part of my childhood, but I had this epiphany yesterday. So I'm thinking about it. Epiphany, you know. Yeah. And Calling I'll... it a fancy name doesn't mean it's not disturbing. <laughs> but please, carry on. Tell us about your epiphany. I realized that I would fuck with Winnie the Pooh. <laughs> oh, my God. And I don't even really know Winnie the Pooh. Like, I don't have, like, memories of, like, watching or reading the books or something. But, you know, obviously it's part of cult- pop culture. And so, yeah. whatever. I've probably seen, like, a you know, some episode or something. I don't know. But sure. Winnie the Pooh. It's very enthusiastic, and Ed- I like that. Okay. Mm. Enthusiastic in what way, please? Paint, yeah. a, paint us yeah. a word picture. Yeah. <laughs> please. I really like the way he eats his honey. Jesus mm. Christ. It's gobbles just real, like, Gobbles it. He gobbles it. He puts it. his whole face in it, man. Right. Like, yes. I was looking on YouTube, and, like, he'll put his whole arm in and, mm. you know, smear it all over his face and shit. I'm like, okay. I fuck with that. So every day, I find that we stray further from God's life. <laughs> make it clear that Winnie the Pooh is an adult. Yes. Yes, he is an adult. Right. Because yes. he's teaching... He's a children's character. Yes. yes. But he's an adult bear. Yes. Exactly. <laughs> I can't believe just... I just said that. Oh, God. <laughs> but like... <laughs> That's important because I, you know, it's already fucking weird, right? right? Like, listen, he's an adult. He's an adult bear who wears a red top and no trousers. Yeah, yeah. And isn't it a it's wonderful very, time like, to be alive? You know, very sloppy. Yes, you know, he's messy. Yes, yes. It's just like he just wouldn't care. He no, would go all the way he's in. like, you're the sweetest thing oh, in my life. Yes, I'm actually vomiting in my mouth. <laughs> That's exactly what Winnie would do. Like go Winnie, yes, go Winnie, yes. go Winnie. <laughs> No, 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 I'm putting my foot down. I hate you both so much. Do you know? And he's also like, okay, beyond that, though, mm-hmm. since he is, you know, teaching his little human Christopher boy. Robin. Thank you. Um, see, I don't even know the boy's name. <laughs> I'm just like, Winnie, <laughs> Pooh, where you at? <laughs> that sounded so aggressive. Yo, Pooh. <laughs> Pooh, where you at? Yeah. Oh my gosh, yes. <laughs> that was uh, that was my easily my top moment. And I love that Gina was encouraging me. She, she was. was like gobbles kept, it, gobbles it. I kept trying to shut it down and then little Miss South London in the course like, yeah, he gobbles it, mate. He gobbles it. I was like, Do you, uh, Gina, please. Let me handle my Nicole. And Gina was like, nah. And uh, instead we made radio magic. So I'm delighted. Uh, it's really, truly my favorite episode, my favorite moment yeah. in all of Thursday Kit because I just, at that point I looked across and I was like, wow, a new family was born here today between, like a, a kinship was formed between you and Gina. Yes, yes. <laughs> And oh my gosh. And you know, we got so much feedback about that episode. Oh my God. Specifically uh, about the Winnie the Pooh section. Yes. I mean, most of it was good, you know, or whatever, positive. And then, you know, we had people like, oh, how did you not talk about anime? And, yeah, I remember that. And then we had some people who were like, well, why are you saying that it's weird to like cartoons, be sexually attracted to cartoons? It's like, we're not saying any of that. We're saying the reason why there was no anime is because shockingly, Nicole and I don't watch anime. Right. And the reason why you may have felt that way is because we're taking the piss a little bit because 
because, you know, cartoons are cartoons. So we right. get to make jokes. But anyway, right. all of that to say, we appreciate all your feedback. Yes. We've incorporated as much yes. as we can. The key thing is, Looney for Tunes is a fucking ace episode. And right. you should all follow Gina's work. Um, and you should definitely, definitely listen to all the episodes, but especially that one. And because we're talking about Gina, we can segue ever so smoothly into yes. uh, a little voicemail <laughs> she left us in celebration of our first anniversary. Hi, Bim. Hi, Nicole. I just want to wish First Aid Kit a very, very happy first birthday. Your podcast brings me endless laughs, so much joy, and it was an absolute honour to be on possibly the weirdest episode that's ever been done on Thursday to get Looney for Tunes. Um, I personally feel vindicated in my opinion of some animated animals being hot, um, and I'm going to stick with that. Uh, thank you so much again, and I hope there's many, many, many more episodes to come. Bye! I remember in our first planning meetings... Just the sound of laughter, like raucous, uproarious, and extremely necessary laughter in these times. And I just want to be—I just want to say how proud I am that that laughter has continued for a whole year. Oh shit, bitch! Hey, I'm so excited. We're so proud. It's a party all day, every day. Thank you guys for being shepherds of lust, for giving women of color a space to thirst loudly and often. I love you guys so much. You are a balm and a blessing, a joy, a light in my life, somewhere I can come and let my thirst run rampant, be parched but intellectual with it. Hey guys, uh, I'm Rahul Kohli, uh, and I just wanted to give a very special shout out to Bim and Nicole, who are celebrating their one year anniversary with the Thirst Aid Kit podcast. Um, I thoroughly enjoyed our interview. Um, I'm doing the same thing again, because I know you girls like the whole, I just woke up, done done my hair, voice is croaky kind of thing. Um, Big shout out to Bim, who's my London girl, and Nicole, who wants to slap me in the face with a boobie. but yeah, congratulations, guys. Um, all the best. I want to move into um, probably my favorite part of what we do, and that is writing fanfic wars, the yeah. travels that we write every yeah. week. Man. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, you know, a lot of people confuse this segment for us just writing erotica right so far away from erotica nicole so far away and there's nothing wrong with erotica i enjoy erotica i read it you know sometimes i write it you know hey oh hey Uh, um (laughs) (laughs) but we do something else just flat out it's not erotica but we appreciate that you know maybe it makes you feel some things (laughs) in special places that means it's working (laughs) thanks um but uh, so we want to talk about some of our favorite drabbles that we've written mm. in this in this little segment here. I mean, listen, Nicole, I know we put out a poll every week. Yeah. But the thing we always say, and it's very true, is that there are no losers. Right. right. Everybody wins. Yeah. But I have to say that as a reader and as a writer, your drabbles have made me go back oh to the drawing board gosh. and rethink <laughs> my own drabble writing life. Like all my fanfic, the fanfic I read now, I'm like, ugh. Yeah, Nicole would also kill this. Aww. That's why I wish I wish you watched the shows I watched so I could force you to make fanfic for me. 
because I need to read you right Rick and Michonne. That's what I need, but it's fine because I also am very blessed in the fandom. I have amazing fic writers doing amazing work. Yes. But I would also love to see yours. The, the key oh, thing is, I, I love your work. So I'm very excited to see which of all the drabbles you've written over the course of this year have been your favorites. Wow. Um, well, I'm going to pick some from season one. Oh, okay. Um, I mean, I have a lot. That <laughs> yeah, I, you do. <laughs> so many. <laughs> that I, you know, I I enjoyed writing and enjoy sharing and enjoy getting the feedback <laughs> from yeah, our listeners. Um, but there are two mm-hmm. that are emblematic of how I feel about love and sex. <laughs> Go on then. <laughs> so the first one is the John Cho one. Oh my god! Yeah, I remember this yes. one. Yes, disgusting. Oh my gosh! I remember being laid out on the studio floor when you finished this, and I was like, "This bitch." <laughs> but like with with nothing but love and respect in my tone. I was it was very reverent, but I hated you so much. I was like, "She's she's she's nailed it. She's killed it." It's such a good travel. Uh, and we're just gonna play a very short clip from it. He always knows how to lift my spirits, but tonight, I feel overwhelmed by the love between us. I close my eyes against a sudden wetness and ask him, how did you find me? What did I do to deserve a love like yours? He places the bouquet on the bar and gathers my hand against his cheek. He waits until I return his gaze and says, maybe we wished on the same star as children. Maybe you're the princess I died fighting a dragon for in another life. Maybe this is a type of hell where our punishment is knowing we'll never have another love like this. I don't know. But whatever I did to deserve you, i do it again and again and again. The woman behind me lets out a soft, damn. John kisses my fingers and winks. I love that drabble so much. It's such a part of my romance novel heart, mm-hmm, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, and there's and like, there's no sex in it. No, if, there's none. Uh, the two of us. There's not even a, there's not even an <clears throat> intimation of sex. It's, no. You're not even like, like, and then we go home and no. No, we're meeting at a bar yeah. and he says these really sweet things that someone overhears yeah. and is like, damn, yeah, I'm impressed <laughs> with that. And I, I, I don't know, I guess that's something. That was me. That was, that was me doing a cameo. <laughs> um, I guess that's something that's important to me is um, having someone's love for me acknowledged outside of the confines of our relationship. Uh-huh. You know? Um, for someone to see how well you're being loved. Yes. Yes. <laughs> okay. Because I feel like, you know, um, when we're in relationships, sometimes we get in the habit of complaining. Yes. Right. Right. You know, we're fussing about our partners to our friends and stuff like that. Mm -hmm. And then when the stuff is really good, we kind of keep it to ourselves because we're just like, no, that's just for me. Uh But sometimes, you know, people need to see you being loved on and being loved well. Philosophical Nicole. Yes. (laughs) People do need to see you get loved on. Yes. Yeah. And it's also important for people to see black women being loved on. Bitch. Yes. I agree. Yes. The fictional John Cho, you did that. Yes. (laughs) (laughs) If I do say so myself. You did. You did. (laughs) Clap yourself directly on the back. That was you. Okay, so Bim, Mm. we've talked about my John Cho. Which one of yours is your favorite? Well, I don't know if I have a favorite because I love all my children very equally. (laughs) Um, But I will say that one of the ones that I really loved writing, and you mentioned before about something being emblematic of your feelings on on love. And I think, um, for me, it was in the fourth episode, which was uh, The Great British Bay Off. 
And it was the one I wrote about Andrew Lincoln, uh, a highly fictionalized account of Andrew Lincoln, <laughs> as I imagine him to be. As, and this is what we say all the time about the Drabbles are essentially projection work. Mm-hmm. You know, we have an idea of someone based on any number of slivers of life they've given us and then we make something out of it. And I know that was a big thing because when we started doing the show, we, we spoke a lot about never shipping real people because right. that's fucking weird yeah and you know when you write fanfic about real people it's weird but we're, these aren't really real people they are approximations based right. on our own ideas yeah I like that I do too <laughs> so my my one that I wrote about Andrew Lincoln we talk a lot about how Nicole is the smutty heart of the show <laughs> and I am the domestic uh, you know little PG slash you know you are the domestic goddess. Let's, I appreciate let's... that. Thank you. Yeah. Nigella is shaking. <laughs> um, but for this one, I wrote about, uh, it was, you know, the British, the British Bay Up episode. So I was talking about Andrew Lincoln at length. He's perhaps one of my longest standing crushes. And it was the one about where I came home and he's doing the dishes. Yes. In the kitchen. Yes. And uh, <laughs> I think there's like a whole bit about his broad back. Mm-hmm. And I just kind of, you know... His back is broad, but not bulky, and I can think of no safer place to rest my face. The wave in his hair gets tighter the further back you go, and because he hasn't had a haircut recently, at my insistence, I have to admit, the curls gather and sit right on his collar, making my hands itch to touch. I must have made a sound, because he turns off the tap before turning to me. His face is a little flushed, from the steam, I presume, and he's smiling. The smile reaches his eyes, but I don't linger there. Instead, I let my eyes rest on one of my favorite features of his, that noble nose. That's it. Like again, like Nicole said, there is no hint of sex in there. It's a, it's a very very gentle very soft drabble but in my head I feel like truly one of the sexiest places a person can be is the kitchen Yeah, especially if they're a dude yeah. like you should be cooking and or cleaning yes. at all times and all I should I should I mean I enjoy cooking but I don't want to cook most of the time I just want to sit and <laughs> you should do that <laughs> so I was like what would Andrew Lincoln do what would fake Andrew Lincoln do that's right he'd be doing the dishes and I just love it. I, I love that drabble so much because I think it's me. It's kind of every time someone goes, what do you think? I'm like, can we be at home? <laughs> like for everything. <laughs> Should we go out or can we stay at home? Like mm-hmm. that's my. So this was like a perfect way to kind of bring Andrew Lincoln home. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. So shout out to shout out to uh, that drabble. I was very yeah. I was very happy with it. Yeah. I, like I remember that. lots of people after that kind of going, oh, so Bim, Bim likes men in the kitchen. And I was like, yeah. yes, yes, I do. That's that's the full extent of my fantasy. Can you cook? Yeah. Can you clean? Are you a sous chef? We're in. Yeah, someone, <laughs> I can't remember who, but someone tweeted us and was like, okay, so Bim likes the domestic stuff. Like, mm. Bim, they kind of tried to figure us out. You yeah. Know? It's like, yeah, okay, you got it. Yeah. You got it. <laughs> right. Yeah, that, that's, a, I really love that. I really, I truly love that, that drabble because, yeah, as you were saying, it's just, it felt very, uh, very purely me. Yeah. You know? Yeah. So what's your uh, second choice of uh, uh. a favorite travel? Is, is it, is it going to be a departure from something gentle? Yes. Oh, God, go on. But it's also from Great British Bay Off. Oh, a very fruitful episode. Yes, um, it is my Charlie Cox travel. Oh, my God, I remember that. <laughs> that was that was, that was filth, actually. <laughs> now, this one is a bit more sexual. Oh, a bit? Yes. Is, is that what it is? A bit. Okay. Tonight, he needs something more. 
He leaves the bathroom wearing gray pajama bottoms low on his hips. His hair is damp and wild. The amber of his eyes darken. His focus on me is sharp, and I move to the edge of the bed, ready to stand to meet him, but he tells me not to move. He reaches me and kneels, spreading my knees, and without another word, he presses his mouth against me, his tongue knowing and warm. Catching my breath, I grab his hair and pull his head away, a little harder than I should, but I know that's how he likes it. His mouth shines in a way that speeds my heart even more. Please, he whispers. Um, wow. Yeah, indeed. My face is hot again, just yeah. thinking about it. So in that travel, mm. um, Charlie had come home after <laughs> Charlie, working. you know. Yeah, Charlie. Yeah. <laughs> uh, he'd come home after working on set at Daredevil. Mm-hmm. And he, you know, he'd had a bad day. Right. And, you know, he wanted to feel better. And so... <laughs> Shut up. <laughs> so the way that I could help him feel better... How could you do that? Tell me. Is to allow him to give me pleasure. <laughs> such a I hate you <laughs> and that is very important to me in my real life uh-huh. <laughs> that men feel good when they are pleasing me right right I feel like that should be their joy comes from giving you joy yes right their main purpose I see is to make sure that I am happy and then they are happy once again psyches come here to be peeled back <laughs> wow and you know consent obviously is is important for sure but sometimes you you know you know two people give each other permission to uh-huh. tease each other a little bit uh-huh, and you know uh-huh. I think it's important for uh... <laughs> you can't even do that without your own voice breaking. <laughs> you tried to stay in character as some fucking sex therapist and you're like no I can't do it I can't do it. No, I just like for men to beg me. Okay, okay, okay. just okay. flat out. Let me just just beg me. <laughs> I see, I see. And he did. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and that's where the drabble ends, yeah. right? Uh-huh. You know, because again, it's like you know what's going to happen next. We right. don't, you know, we don't need to explain it. Right. You know, it's it's we're it's all there. adults. And then, like we've said, we are even though these are fictional people in mm-hmm. the drabbles, we are talking about real people that right. we might one day potentially meet. Right. And even if we didn't meet them, it's just weird to have like shit out there. Yeah. About like a, a truly fake scenario. Right. That you have had no input in. Right. So why go down that road? Because it's like, you know, it can't, we can't have Charlie come into the studio and then he's like, yeah, so you wrote about me eating you out. Right. No. It's like, Charlie, <laughs> where did you get that idea? No. I know. That's ex- I think that's, I think that's basically, it. there has to be a line. And yeah. much as in like some of the best fanfic I've ever read, has been fade to black. Mm-hmm. I think that we uh, respectfully fade to black because we're respectful people. Yeah. Professional, actual journalists. Yeah. Doing some real writing. So, yeah. Yeah, but that is one of um, my favorites. Now, Bill, mm. you have one more favorite travel. So this was very difficult for me because um, I was weighing it up. I was like, who do I want to, who do I want to write about? I mean, who do I want to talk about that I've written about? Um, and it was a toss-up, actually. It was between from episode four of season two, which was our golden base of Hollywood. Oh, yeah. Which uh-huh. is, uh, I wrote one about Paul Newman. Mm-hmm, I think mm-hmm. we both did Paul yes. Newman that week. Because yes. <laughs> sometimes there's a clear head and shoulders person we want to write Absolutely. about in a group episode. Absolutely. Um, so it was between that one and the one I wrote for uh, the second season as well, but episode 12, which was Mark Ruffalo. Ooh. Yeah, and I couldn't decide. It was very hard. But in the end, I went for Mark Ruffalo. Okay. Because, okay. you know, 
I just, it's, it feels more urgent. <laughs> Sorry, it just does. There's a hotel room, which feels always illicit and very hot because it's hotels. <laughs> like, mm-hmm, that's where mm-hmm. you go and you don't make your own bed, which yeah. for me is the height of decadence. Um, and it's raining and, you know, I've been, I, I, yeah, I put more of myself in this travel because the, the me in this is also a writer, lol, <laughs> and is struggling with edits and rewrites and, mm-hmm. you know. I think at the time I was uh, finishing up my first actual play. <laughs> so mm-hmm. again, there are some weeks where I'm like, this is completely fictional. Others where I'm like, put your whole self in there and call this character bam (laughs) and we're gonna pretend she's fully fictional um so yeah but anyway i'm i'm working on my 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 important play and i'm crossing it out and the manuscript is looking you know slightly healthier i guess and there is mark he's just happy to see me and obviously i'm happy to see (laughs) the words to politely decline housekeeping died in my throat when i opened the door there stood mark curls dishevelled, a tired smile on his lips. I launched myself at him, before he'd even had a chance to prepare, kissing all over his face in sloppy welcome. I thought you couldn't make it, I said breathlessly, after releasing him and pulling him into the suite. Well, I couldn't, he mumbled slowly as he shook his head of the lingering rain. His hair was longer now, with more grey, and as curly as I like it. But then I could, he continued. You're only here for 48 hours. So here I am. I mean, he asks about my work, which is very important. I just feel like if you're with someone, they should know some shit about your life. Yes. Right? Yes. And so the best thing is after we kind of, you know, we meet at the door and whatever, he orders food for me. And I think, again, I'm really looking for a caretaker. Mm, um, mm. In general, in life, I want to do as little as possible. I am deeply lazy. <laughs> Um, ask my mother who's always kind of like how do you even live and I'm like you know what by the grace of God I, <laughs> I'm i always relying on the kindness of strangers shout out to Blanche so I feel this drabble again is a perfect encapsulation of my my wants and my dreams and my desires in life I want to be a very famous playwright who has handsome dudes bring uh, well come to her hotel room and you know order food that's literally the dream that's that is it the life truly so yeah that drabble was again very fully of me but I really, I really like writing it as well. Yeah. And then I really like what I ended up with. Yeah, and, it was good. Uh, yeah, thank you. I enjoyed it. Yeah. Shout out to Mark Ruffalo. He's a, uh, he inspires that kind of shit as well. <laughs> he does. Yes. It's that chest pelt. It does its work. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So we had John Cho, mm-hmm. Charlie Cox. Yeah. Andrew Lincoln. Yeah. Mark Ruffalo. Mm. Now, if you listen to those, go back and listen to them completely, yes. right? And you will see that um, we enjoy men who are romantic, mm-hmm. supportive, yep. uh, uh, you know, a little uh, selfless. <laughs> sure. <laughs> <laughs> and domestic. Yes. Okay. So, you know, when you think about fanfic and mm-hmm. you think about writing these drabbles and what women really want and Mate. all this kind of stuff, just remember we have laid it out for you very Truly. clearly. Truly. We've given you like pure DNA here. You can go off and create. We've given you the building blocks of life. Like, yeah. go forth and get it. Get yeah. your life. 
Um, so if anybody out there, you know, obviously these men are unavailable in many <laughs> yes. different ways. <laughs> Can we be very clear on that? <laughs> yes. Many, t- many a time they're married very happily with yes, their children. <laughs> right. Um, but if you've got a cousin that looks like Mark Ruffalo, <laughs> if you've got a cousin that looks like Charlie Cox, <laughs> I mean, John Cho, listen. Andrew Lincoln, somebody anyone any single go back and read all go listen to all of our travels if you can create uh, some kind of avatar based on that and they're a real person that you know in real life send them my way the address is thirstaidkit at buzzfeed.com just send me a quick headshot I'm gonna go hey bim question that's all you need to do yeah. same for Nicole just yes. hey I read your drabble about Ryan Coogler. Here's my cousin, Tim, whoever the fuck. Send it along. Let's Send see. Send them along. Let us know. And, uh, you know, who knows? Who knows? We might be having babies soon. Listen, we could be your sister-in-law right this minute. It's up to you. <laughs> it's entirely up to you, listeners. Um, but, yeah, I love I love our drabbles. Yeah, I do, too. And I'm so glad we got a chance to do this. Me, too. I like to, I like to rehash the process. Yeah. <laughs> Listening to Thirst Aid Kit is like having drinks with my girls from around away. I cackle along to every episode like a dirty auntie. Thank you, Bim and Nicole, for creating a loving, authentic space where we are all free to joyfully express our lust. Just keep putting good stuff out into the universe like Sterling K. Brown and Sterling K. Brown and also Sterling K. Brown. And things will like honestly keep happening for you guys. You all are doing an important service for America and people all around the world. Um, you probably saving relationships, if we're honest. It's always just so refreshing to hear two women, especially two black women, two women of color, talking about who they love so unapologetically. It's just... Bim, obviously this is a very special episode, right? This it is. is a little outside of what we normally do. Mm-hmm. Um, and we have maybe, you know, one more surprise. <gasps> we do. Yes. I'm very excited. So a lovely listener, Jenny, mm-hmm. reached out to us to yeah. let us know that she and her boyfriend, they listen to Thursday Kit all the time. <sighs> so that's a real thirsting activity there. Yeah, 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 yeah. Jenny and Henry. Hi, Jenny guys. Jenny and Henry, hi. And Jenny reached out to us and she was like, you know, we want to get married. Mm-hmm. We would love if you could propose for us. We want to do a mutual proposal. Yeah. <laughs> and we hope that Thursday Kit can help. Can I just say <laughs> that my heart is very, very full today. This is so sweet. And it's significant for me because Jenny and Henry met in Tennessee. Oh, yes. Which is where I'm from. I'm from Nashville and mm-hmm. they currently live in Thailand and they're just like enjoying each other. It's very sweet. Henry seems to be this kind of Winston Duke, a.k.a. M'Baku, (laughs) beautiful feminist of a man. Can I just say also that I love that, in fact, it was Jenny who said, uh, just so you know, he is like Winston Duke. And I was like, you better big up your your man. Yes, tell me about that. Yes, Yes. Henry is uh, smart and nerdy. He cooks. We just got through talking about how important it is for a man to cook. Jenny said he brings her breakfast in bed and coffee too. So shout out to you, Henry. You're doing God's work. Also, shout out to the both of you for deciding to do this mutually, like together, instead of waiting for the other person. And, you know, clear communication is so important. Just Mm -hmm. have the lines open and move forward with your lives. But anyway, Jenny and Henry, Mm -hmm. thank you for listening to Thursday Kit so much. Yeah. Thank you for including us in your engagement. Yeah. 
I hope the proposal for the two of you goes beautifully. Yep. And, um, yeah, let us know. Send us pictures of the yeah, wedding. send us pictures of the wedding. Can I just say also, because as someone who loves weddings, <laughs> happy married life. I think it's <laughs> lovely. I, I genuinely, like, my heart is properly full. It's very warm. And I'm just, like Nicole said, I'm just so pleased that you listen to us, you love us, and also that you trusted us enough to give us this. Yes. <laughs> it's yes. a big old responsibility. But it's one of the best dm slash emails we have ever received um so yeah shout out to jenny and henry and their obviously incredibly blessed union because now that it's gone through the tack filter it can only end beautifully okay so let's make this official Mm -hmm. jenny will you marry henry and henry will you marry jenny oh my god the answer is yes 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 yes. a thousand times yes get out (laughs) you cheese ball yes that's so sweet my heart man without all of you there would not be a record of pretend boys that I think are cute uh, right before my voice started cracking and I re-entered puberty for the second time. I am here to say congratulations. I am so proud of you. You have made thirsting a thing that we are now unafraid to do out in the open and say all the things that we've always wanted to say but have never had the guts to say it. I feel like discussions of desire so often stay on the surface level, but there are depths there. And in those depths, you can learn about both yourself and the world at large. It keeps me light and happy in these very hard times. It makes me laugh out loud on buses and in the quiet of my bedroom. It makes me feel, really feel, and it stays with me long after I'm done listening. Hey, how you doing? Chris Evans here. Just want to give a little shout out to my girls at Thirst Aid Kit. I hear it's your one year anniversary. Congratulations. Still one of my favorite interviews. Um, Next time I'm in New York City, I'll come down. We'll do one in person. We'll have some fun. Thank you to everyone who was able to leave us these lovely messages. You warmed our hearts. You know, we just we would not be here without you. So thank you so much. Thursday Kit is produced by us, Bim Adewunmi and Nicole Perkins, TK Dutez, Camila Salasa, and Julia Furlan. Our music is by Tanya Morgan. You can follow the show on Twitter at Thursday Kit. And we're at Tennessee Whiskey Woman. That's T-N, Whiskey with an E, Woman, and Bimadu, B-I-M-A-D-E-W. Plus, we're on Tumblr. That's thirstaidkitpodcast.tumblr.com. You can ask us questions there, and we'll get to them eventually, maybe, hopefully. <laughs> I love your optimism. For our Thirst Sommelier service, you can call and leave us a brief message on 765-884-4778. That's 765-8-THIRST. And non-US listeners can also send us a very short voice note via email, which is thirstaidkit at buzzfeed.com. You can also head over to Apple Podcasts and leave us a review and also rate the show. It helps other people discover Thursday Kit because, believe it or not, there are people who don't know about Thursday Kit. Can you believe? Um, when you go there, though, can we ask that you uh, give us five stars? Thank you. And if you live tweet your listen, please use the hashtag TACPOD. That's T-A-K-P-O-D. And you can send us emails of love and affection and, I don't know, all kinds of goodies that are safe for us to consume <laughs> to thirstaidkit at buzzfeed.com. Yeah, and in the meantime, listen, we'll be back very soon. But, you know, don't ever let that stop you. 
the fact that we are not in your ears at any given time doesn't mean you can't be thirsty liberally. <laughs> so go out there and stay thirsty, kids. We love you, Thirst Buckets. Bye. Bye. Happy birthday to you. <laughs>